Hey guys, my name is John Kim. I'm a licensed therapist and life coach, putting self-betterment into a shot glass. Because let's face it, who's got that much time these days? I come unpolished, unrehearsed, on purpose. If you're looking for more of a wine glass, you've come to the wrong place. Okay, brace yourself because this episode may be a little bit longer than 10 minutes because this do is one of my favorites out of the 66 do's and don'ts in my new book, I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck, a meaningful guide, a man's guide, and every man's guide to a meaningful life. I'm sorry. Listen, I know it's my own book and I should (laughs) know this shit, especially the title. Here's the thing. That's a long title. I Used to Be a Miserable Fuck, comma, and every man's guide to a meaningful life. All right. Anyway, this one is number 36, and it's do love hard. So I've been talking about loving hard for a very long time, and um, a lot of it comes from my own experiences, uh, my own love learnings, uh, and also helping people uh, with their relationships over the last decade, thousands of people, and just pulling out themes and I think generally, overall, we love soft, and I'm including myself in that, and, it, and it's not that, you know, when I say love soft, I'm not saying that we're not putting effort into it. I'm saying um, we're not leaning into our resistance, right? A lot of times when we love, we love when it feels comfortable, and when there's discomfort or resistance, when we actually have to take ownership or look inward, we kind of drop the ball uh, that's when we we run, right? <laughs> and so that's what I mean by loving soft. And also, if you do that, you're also gonna love in an unhealthy way. So it's not just when I, when 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 I say love soft, I'm not saying that you're not you know putting all your heart into it. That's not what I mean. Anyway, I like you uh, have never gone to love school because it doesn't exist and it should they should be teaching you this shit in high school right so we could avoid a lot of heartbreak and pain and unhealthy patterns um i never knew what healthy or unhealthy love was i mean i would just meet someone and if i had the hots for them do people say that these days the hots you have the hots for someone (laughs) uh then it's suddenly a relationship and i've been in many in my life right i've been married for uh, five years dated uh for Many years, like, you know, had three-year relationships, a couple two-year relationships, a few, uh, a few, few months relationships. Um, and I've experienced, uh, I feel like I've experienced like everything, you know, I feel like I've experienced, um, codependency. I feel like I've experienced, um, healthy love. I I feel like I've experienced infatuation. Like I, I feel like I've experienced a, 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 a big spectrum, right, of, of love. And I think I've learned a lot. Um, here's the thing. Okay, I want to start with this. First, love is not a feeling. I believe love is an action. Um, therefore, we must not look at love as like something that is given, um, but something that we earn, that we hone, that we practice, learn from, work at, Uh I like this idea that loving someone is a practice, right? Um, I think people think that just because they feel something and they go uh, put actions behind those feelings that that's what love looks like. And usually that's not because uh, sometimes those feelings, although powerful, aren't coming from a healthy place. And your actions are going to line up with that and you're going to be doing um, behavior and acting in a way that isn't healthy. 
So here's a question. Why do we um, – and I'm going to say especially men because this, this book was written uh, for men and also um, a lot of the men that, that I've experienced uh, not only in coaching but also personal personally with friends, etc. Why is it that we have no trouble putting in extra time at the gym, work, overtime, office, right? When it comes to things like our cars and toys, we have no – our hobbies. We have no problem putting in, in extra time, but when it comes to um, – Love, we we it, we don't usually work on it, right? Unless we have to, and I and I always feel like, imagine the kind of love that we would experience, and how many marriages could be saved, how many children would grow up with healthier definitions of love, if we and when I say we, yes, I'm including everyone, but I'm talking more so uh, to men. We put more time and effort into loving someone. Um, as we do with our our careers and our bodies, you know, and whatever we spend most of our time and energy in. So that's the thing is, um, if you're going to love, love hard. And let's talk about what healthy love is and what uh, unhealthy love is. So uh, by loving hard, I mean a uh, daily offering, you know, Uh, I think loving is a gift. Um, it does have conditions that shape the self and strengthen the other. I think healthy love is feeling powerful and independent. I always say it's grilled cheese and soup on a rainy day, but not every day. Healthy love is patient. It's practicing kindness and accepting. Um, it's trying to understand before trying to be understood. Healthy love requires a tremendous amount of responsibility you know, when, when we think about love, we don't usually think about responsibility, right? <laughs> we think we think about hot sex and connection and, and all that beauty. Um, but healthy love requires responsibility, you know? If you're going to invest in someone, there's a responsibility to that, which involves communication on all levels. So it's not just uh, verbal communication, but it's also uh, the subtext, right? Being able to read body language and what someone's really trying to say. Uh, healthy love is about holding a healthy, safe space. I talk a lot about holding safe spaces. Well, partly because I'm a therapist, but um, I think that's the soil for everything. And if you can't give someone a safe space, um, that container, your your relationship's cracked because if someone doesn't feel safe, they're not going to be able to trust uh, you or or or. Uh, Practice vulnerability, right? And if you don't practice vulnerability, you're not showing yourself. Um, the way that we connect, the way that trust is built um, is by being vulnerable, is by showing yourself. It's by doing life with someone, not around. So healthy love is about building trust. It's about being vulnerable. It's about providing a safe space, um, creating spaces by uh, not making it about you. Right, part of making a space safe is to make it about the other person as well. Um, having faith and holding a commitment. Healthy love promotes growth in two strong containers. This reminds me of the image that I saw ten years ago. I think it was in a yogurt ad, and um, it was two elderly people in separate bathtubs. I think they were like at the Grand Canyon looking down at the world and they were facing in the, the same direction. And I, I saw it and I was thinking, this is what healthy love looks like, right? They're not in a jacuzzi. They're, um, oh, and, and what they were connected by their their hands. So they were sitting in these bathtubs or laying in these bathtubs and they were uh, 
only connected by holding hands. And I thought it was really, it just looked really healthy. And I, I like the fact that they were, um, they're probably in their 80s. And I love the fact that they've, you know, done life together, come a long way. And now they're like, they have, you know, sitting up uh, at, the, at the Grand Canyon with this spectacular view. It looked really peaceful. Um, and they're still in these separate containers, these bath bathtubs. And I think a lot of people, their definition of love would be, you know, a, a hot young couple <laughs> inside a jacuzzi uh, and, and not facing in the same direction, but facing each other. Right. Um, and I, and I get the, the, uh, I get the, um, how romantic that is, uh, or hot, but it's also, to me, that feels very unhealthy. And I say that cause I, uh, when I was married, I was, uh, definitely codependent. There was a lot of enmeshment. Um, I thought love meant you sacrifice everything, um, including your life yourself, you know, for the other person, you know, and I got that. Partly just being Korean, coming from um, you know Korean culture, and um, or or maybe it's not a Korean thing. Maybe it's just you know my my dad. Uh, but um, you know there was no sense of an independent whole being. It was basically um, we're all in this together. We all go down together, <laughs> or we thrive together. That's kind of how my dad approached family and love, and so. I think partly it was from 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 those distorted definitions, um, and maybe partly just my own self, my own wiring, my own um, you know filling my own holes. You know, codependency. Uh, part of it is about feeling a lack uh, in yourself and wanting to lose yourself in someone else because that then you know then you find that you are uh, you are more valuable, right? And and I think that we do that. Because it feels good, and I think we do that because it also um, makes love then very romantic, and there's a lot of movie magic behind that. Um, you know, The Notebook and other movies that kind of portray this idea that love means that you lose yourself in someone else. And so a combination of all that, you know, cultural. My dad's also uh, uh, an alcoholic, so, you know, uh, me being an adult child of an alcoholic, and of course um, – you could throw a quarter and hit an addict, so chances are you are also an adult child of of a, of, of some kind of um, addict, and um, with that comes um, a lack of tools. With that comes um, a, a very slippery position to uh, fall into codependency. Speaking of codependency, let's just talk about unhealthy love real quick. Um, unhealthy love is being powerless, uh, selfish, and enabling. It has no boundaries. Un unhealthy love is contingent. It's immature, irresponsible, and dependent. Unhealthy love is urgent, right? I remember when I was married, I was like, you know, if something bothered me, we had to talk about that right now. Almost like it's like the parent coming into the school and dragging the kid out of school. That was basically me demanding to be loved, right? Like if there was something wrong, we need to, you know, everything stops until this is settled kind of thing. Um, and, it, and of course, that's uh, low awareness and, and very, very selfish. Uh, there's desperation behind it that produces manipulation and compromise of self. Unhealthy love is a pissing contest, a tug of war, a mute silence, a kickstand. And by kickstand, I mean um, you guys are not only like supporting and encouraging and leaning on each other, but you're just, you know, you're dependent, right? This this dependency, right? You're going to fall if the person's not there. Unhealthy love promotes the false self and stunts growth. 
It is a drug. So when I say love hard, I'm saying love in a healthy way, love as a practice, love where you are looking inward. Um, The thing about relationships is there's you, there is the other person, and then there is the relationship. And the relationship is its own living, breathing thing. And when two people love hard – Right, love in a healthy way. They create something greater than themselves. They create something greater than the parts, and that relationship is like this own thing um, that's beautiful and that's going to carry both both people and you know with, with withstand the turbulence, etc. Um, if you have people loving soft or in an unhealthy way, the thing that they are creating that's bigger than themselves can slowly. Um, bring them down, right? It could be a greater force that starts to drown people. So you're going to eventually create a relationship that is greater than you that's going to promote and lift and make two people thrive, right? Or you're going to create something that's greater than you that's going to be shackles on your ankle and bring you down um, and drown you. Most people that end up uh, getting coaching by me end up – calling me because they have created something greater than themselves that actually drowns them. And that is because they are loving soft and in an unhealthy way. Um, to love hard, you have to acquire tools, um, create a self, a sense of self, right? You have to go on your self-betterment journey. It's not just about reading a book or deciding. I mean, that can be the beginning, um, but it is a practice. It's a daily practice, and it's not easy, right? So... Do love hard. I think that boys love soft. I think that men love hard. Um, if you like that do, the, there are many more do's and don'ts in my new book. I encourage you to pick it up. It is uh, the accumulation of my last uh, 10 years of my life, everything from my divorce to my rebirth to my you know own therapy to uh, coaching thousands on and offline and all of that um so yeah it means a lot to me it's a it's a huge part of my story and um i uh, and the flag that i'm waving with i think that uh, um it's it's such a great time to have start having these conversations so if anything um pick it up uh if you think it's great buy one for a friend and um thank you for listening Speaking of love, guys, uh, I have a relationship audio course, and it's the same tone as this, super casual. I talk to you like I'm sitting in front of you at a coffee shop. It's called Bulletproof Your Relationship, and let me give you a discount code before I leave. It's GIVE, all caps, G-I-V-E, slashes the audio course uh, to make it half off. It's like the price of a sandwich. And it's like nine hours worth of audio. So many of um, uh, people who are a fan of this podcast uh, uh, has also picked that up and have emailed me, and then they it's been really helpful. So if you have it, um, please continue and finish it. Also, let me know what you think of it. If you don't have it, pick it up. I guarantee you, it will help you in some way. Love harder. Thanks for tuning in. I hope the dialogue was helpful. Listen, guys, if you want to be a life coach. Just go to my website, theangrytherapist.com, and click on Life Coaching Training, and you'll find our Catalyst Intensive. There's only two things you need to be a life coach, a story, which everyone has, and a passion to help others.